Hey, everybody, welcome to the Marathon Church Podcast. <laughs> so glad that you have joined us wherever you may be. My name is Craig Henson. I am your host, and I'm joined today by Lead Pastor Eddie Cox. Hello. This is good today. Executive good. Pastor Brian Cox. <laughs> hey, Craig. And Greenville <laughs> Campus Pastor Reggie Smith. What's up, What's up? Yeah, Reggie? <laughs> I'm oh, This is going to be good. <laughs> Wait, Reggie, you're excited? I want to be excited. It's amazing. Yeah, am I usually not? Yeah, you're, yeah, you're that, always that was, excited. That was the joke. You are always excited. <laughs> And it's so good. Oh so gosh. many great things are happening. I'm, I'm, enough. <laughs> I'm always excited too, Reggie. I just don't show it as well as you do. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> I see it. Yeah, Craig's really excited, man. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, Craig loves hugs. Give him a hug. He yes, let's hug go. I'll you after this, Craig. Yeah. Uh, can we make it virtual? Can it be a virtual hug? <laughs> yes. That would work great. Hey, everybody. Oh, thanks for man. joining us. We're going to talk a little bit today because we are kind of in Easter season, or at least headed to Easter season, and there's so much cool stuff going on here at Marathon Church uh, in Powdersville and in Greenville and with our online community, our online campus. And uh, guys, we've got an incredible Good Friday experience coming up uh, on April 15th. We, yes, yeah. both, we're going to both do it. Both campuses are going to be doing the same Live at thing. both campuses. Live at both mm-hmm. campuses, yes, it's going to be... Uh, we're gonna. You want to? We just talk a little bit about it. We're gonna. I mean, it's not the normal yeah. communion. You could either call it communion. I mean, we had the Lord's Supper. Remember, we called it Lord's Supper, and people oh, yeah. brought food. Yeah, they brought um, very first one. I think I remember at marathon. The lady brought macaroni and cheese. Yeah, they, she thought the Lord's yeah. Supper was a potluck. See, that's yeah. why. See, wow. that's when you know you're reaching people who've yeah, never been right. to church. It that's was right. awesome. It was great. <laughs> really. Hey, so I thought this was a supper, and then we had it. Then I'd explain you don't have to bring food, right? So that, that's awesome. And in this episode, we're going to tell some uh, old marathon war stories because we've got a big anniversary <laughs> coming up too. Uh, but this incredible Good Friday experience, uh, no kids programming for this. No kids. It's a it's a family affair. You can, you can bring your kids, um, and it is. It's going to be a little bit different experience. Yeah, I think uh, we call it the upper room, and it's almost like you're walking into a. Um, a, a play. Uh, what do you call those? The dinner plays. You know, you walk yeah. in with no dinner, of course. Mm-hmm. But you're walking in. As soon as you enter the building, you're in the moment and in the play. Everybody's going to be in it, and we're going to be saying welcome to the upper room. And most people may not know exactly what that is, but Reggie over here has actually been to the upper room in neat. Jerusalem. Go ahead and tell me your story, right quick, Reggie, over there. Really, I want to yeah, hear for sure. this in Jerusalem. Well, the upper room was a, a pretty neat experience in. In Jerusalem, but I was telling Eddie, I said I've actually got to visit even where Jesus was laid in the tomb, uh, in the garden there. That was that was pretty amazing. I said the only thing was I just remember it had a sort of a short opening, so when you went in, I hit my head. <laughs> and um, yeah, the, I don't think the Jews are very tall. I think it's yeah, what I you think were thinking. Smaller people. <laughs> Re- Reggie is kind of tall. He's about <laughs> six four. Are you six four? Six four. Okay. Six four. So it was it was just neat knowing that. That's you know they they say there's one of a few places and I thought hey what if Jesus really was right here? What I had to be an experience you know. To, you got to go. How how big a room are we talking about, Reggie? Like how many people could have fit in there? Mm, I mean you they had enough where they could have prepared the body and then they had a, a separate section that they could have laid several bodies. Well, I'm talking about the upper room. He's talking about the upper room. How big oh. is the upper room? Oh no, now the upper room I went to is huge. It, I mean, was big. Okay. it was really big, and they said it was like that. 
it, it, it looked like that. So, you know, everybody's got their, their theory of this is where they think it happened. Right. Um, but it was, it was a pretty neat place. Well, let me ask you guys this. Was, was it just Jesus and the Twelve, or were there other disciples there too? At that at that last supper, you know, I, I wonder. I wonder if there was a big gathering because it would have been a celebration. Mm-hmm. They'd been. I mean, that's what it would have been like. Everybody Passover, been right? Yeah. yeah, celebration. Everybody excited. So I don't know. I don't know personally how many other people were in the room because he was about to give us some new instructions, and this is a really serious thing was about to happen. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Was it Da Vinci that painted the picture? I think, and so I think we always assume it was just Jesus and, and the, the twelve. 12. But, I think his hundred or so, whatever was left at that time, I, I kind of think they were all there. There could have been a lot in that room, especially if Reggie's if he's big enough, that kind yeah. of thing. You know? Oh, so, yeah. But I think the, the Da Vinci, when he painted that, I think historically that is where they said they were. That's how he got that painting. Is that history? History says this is where everybody was seated. That's where they were seated at the table. At the Interesting. Table. Yeah, that's what they and that's where they got who's where and that kind of thing. So and that's what we're gonna you're gonna see this live, you know, at both campuses where everybody was seated, what was happening, what was being taught, what everybody was thinking. Judas is gonna be there, not for yeah. long. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be there, mm-hmm. and uh, and then you'll hear about all the ways. I mean, a lot of people say this. I'd love to have been at that table. I'd love to have been yeah. in that room. If you only knew what was about to happen to those people, yeah. you know, all the way down to the end, even Bartholomew, which nobody talks about, he died horribly. For days, he died horribly because of the, the, the gospel, that kind of thing. So there was a lot that happened in that room. And then Jesus, of course, gave a new command. You, you love people like I love, not like you love. So there was a new thing that just happened. So it's kind of cool. And we're gonna we're gonna engage everyone uh, that attends, and uh, they're gonna kind of be part of the dinner there, the supper. They will be in it. Yes, they will be a part of it. Uh, everything that's gonna happen, they'll be able to go to the table. You know, it's set up for them and get the uh, like communion communion cups and stuff. So at the at what we ever what we're doing at the table, they're gonna get to do also. That's if, who everybody shows up is gonna be there. It's gonna be cool. That sounds awesome. I yeah. wasn't able to be in that meeting, so so I'm you get now, to hear it, yeah. Yeah, I'm just not hearing that, and um, and we're doing it a different place, right? We're not doing it in the yeah. We're going to be in our foyer in Powdersville, yeah. yeah Powdersville. Foyer, and we'll probably be in the in the yeah, worship, worship center, center in Greenville. Greenville. Maybe a little bit different setup. Yeah, I can't wait. That's going to be incredible. Yeah, it, it's going to feel cool because you're going to be in part of what is going on. You're not mm-hmm. a spectator in this one. You're going to yeah. be in it, a participant. Yeah, I guess. I know there's not going to be a ton of music, but I'm I'm really excited about hearing people sing in that atrium. Like yeah. it's it's going to resound in there. It's going to be really cool. And we're going to do a hymn. That's what I heard. I, I heard we're going to do a hymn because that's what they whatever it was. Yeah, they sang a song. Yeah, sang a, mm-hmm. a hymn. I don't you know mm-hmm. King James, but whatever it was. You know? <laughs> I don't know if I told you guys this. But, a psalm probably. You know, at my dad's service, I had that old hymn, "Take the Name of Jesus with You" on there. The reason I put that on there is because every time we did communion when I was a kid, that's the song he led us in. That was the song. And yeah. then we went out. Wow. And he always made a big point about it. And then they sang a song, and they went out. And he would just start singing, take the name of Jesus with you. And so and that's, then go out. That's yeah, good. Yeah. That's why I put that on there. Can you sing a little bit of that for <laughs> no. us today? That's good, Reggie. Uh, no. I actually thought about singing it that day, but I don't think I could have done it. I'd have, I'd have been a wreck, I think. 
So I understand. Yeah, I, I, they you know I'll sing you know when they can't stop me. That's it. You know <laughs> we just don't give you a mic. That's we'll right. Last things. time, <laughs> you want to hear a war story real quick? Okay. Yeah. Let's go. go. Okay. Let's I start marathon twenty five years ago, so I had to sing. With you know, yeah. I had to sing. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you how Brian got there. I, that was a cool story. So I noticed we'd sing, and I would. I never did harmonies. I just did straight. Yeah, that's me too. Can't harmonize at all. And then one Sunday, I found out I was trying to talk on the mic, <laughs> and you couldn't hear me. And I realized at that moment, y'all think this is funny, don't you? I know y'all do. <laughs> I kind of know, know what's going. Yeah, without they I don't. Wasn't they didn't sound. They didn't turn. They didn't turn me on. They just let me. Like I was singing, it was beautiful. And he's a good singer, though. Yeah, he sang a, a lot. Singer. Oh, very good, Brian. I Thanks remember you singing. Good recovery yeah. on that. Brian I wasn't running it. sound. I don't know what happened. Brian was <laughs> in another church. We had yeah. to start our, our service at 930 because he had to go back to another yeah, church. Yeah, I worked, I worked at another church. I don't think they liked that. I bet they didn't. Um, in the beginning. But it worked yeah. out six months into it. Then I... Yep. Came part time, I believe, to marathon. So, yeah. so you weren't fully in at marathon when it started. I mean, you were probably in your heart, but you weren't actually here present from yeah, the get go. Because I was already working. I was a media pastor at another church in the eighty. Of course, we led singles. We mm-hmm. had a college group, and I had a little band, and mm-hmm. then, so we would um, lead music. We'd leave music for the church, too. We'd have, like, a college night or something. Yeah, Sunday night, yeah. And we'd have a band, and we'd sing. And then uh, when Eddie was approached about starting the church, he asked me and Brenda if we would do that. So, I mean, it was, I wasn't that – I mean, I love where we were. I still do. It's an amazing place. God used it to bring about a lot of ministry. Um, a lot of stories there. Yes. That came out of Brushy Creek. Um but I knew immediately what God needed me to do, and I just had to. I had to. We had to kind of make it up because I needed to be. This is funny. It's not like a church plant you you talk about today. And nowadays you're like, "What time are we gonna start?" Well, I mean, everybody's really detailed about it. We're just like, "Well, I guess we'll just start at nine thirty. <laughs> yeah, because Brian's got to be over there at eleven. So that's just kind of that's we, what happened. It never been done. That yeah, I know was, of, really. It's pretty and, new territory. And so I leave music at 930. I got that right, Donna. Mm-hmm. It's been That's so long right. ago, I'm thinking, am I thinking correctly? And then I'd go lead um, and do media at Brush Creek. And then we did yeah. that for six months. I just remember you were always behind a keyboard. You're always yeah. doing something with music in front of you. And playing, mm-hmm. and then you asked me to play the drums, which was that's right. Oh crazy. yeah, we got to do that a little bit. And Reggie, yeah. you were in the college group, right? Oh, oh it was amazing. It was yeah. one of the best times of our life ever. Like yeah. there were so many college kids. There were so many, and we did, we did. Um, I don't know if you remember, like the Champion and Carmen, and we would go to different churches oh, and yeah. we would do mission trips, even at local VBSs here, and then we would go to Florida and do different things there and then we'd go to I remember going to Chapin you remember those yeah it was like we were always traveling like it was non-stop all the time yeah and we got to see kids saved all the time I remember going to North Greenville and doing some stuff at North Greenville and seeing 18 people get saved um at a at a drama thing we did there mm-hmm. skits all the time it's always moving man did you guys know you were cutting edge at that time like did you did you know you were kind of breaking new ground I don't I didn't uh, we were doing in Sunday school so yeah. this thing that we were doing with the band and the worship team and the skits and all that, 
I don't think we knew it was that cutting edge yet because it hadn't got here. I don't think we really thought about it much about breaking new ground or anything. We were just doing because we enjoyed it and loved it. And mm-hmm. you know, I was teaching college and you were teaching career, right? Mm-hmm. And then we all come together and we had a band in Sunday school. And I, I can remember we used to take the rest of the yeah we had to talk Sunday school classes because we were loud. So loud. <laughs> As that loud group, but you know, thinking about it, looking back on it, it was just we were just serving, never really with any intention to ever see a church. We would just, yeah, I think what we did was, uh, you know, what was we just went with what was working. So yeah, the idea yeah. was that it's still the idea now, we right? Wanna, we want to know, we want to reach people. So, what we did mm-hmm. with it, the dress code, we changed that, you know, and all the things that are happening now. Our normal, we changed because even the Southern Baptists, and we were in a Southern Baptist church, said yeah. the number one reason people don't go to church is clothing issues. So why don't we stop that? Right. And so we did, yeah. and we made it. We made it fun. We made it. I mean, you never knew if you came to one of our things we were doing, you had no idea what was about to happen. It was just like that all the time. How did you guys figure out that you could you could think outside the box, that it could look different, feel different? Like, like, where did that come from? Did God just put that in you guys, or did did you experience it somewhere else? Did you see it happening somewhere else? How did all that happen? Where you, you were like, okay, college and career Sunday school doesn't have to look like this anymore. It can look any way we want as long as you know we stay. Well, my my first thought, <clears throat> I was thinking about when we used to take the retreats to Wayfloy, mm-hmm. go to Gatlinburg, and see all those college students go up there, and then like take uh, the weekend, and these guys would teach or they would bring uh, you remember pastor um i can't think of his last name right now but he would he would preach and but eddie and eddie and brian they would talk and lynn harper and all the all the things just great amazing time together and then it was like why can't we i remember you guys saying why why can't we do this all the time yeah i remember that why don't we just go do this and then it was go to florida and then all the things that happened in florida and seeing all those people come and i'm like why can't we do this all the time why can't we you mean you can actually go to church and have fun you can actually go and and not be feel like you're in a box and not feel like you're being judged and not feel like and these people actually love each other and so it just one thing led to another to another like wow i think that was the last when we went to marathon florida where we got our name and we came back to russian creek that moment that was the last time we were going to come back to that but we didn't know what to do. And what happened was, we went. I, Lynn and I went to a, a church called Brookwood in Greenville, South Carolina. And they were doing what we were doing on a big scale. And I thought, wow, we're not crazy. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, then I got a hold of Rick Warren, his book. And that did it. Purpose Driven Church. Yeah, okay, yeah, this is what we're going to do. It was like, bang, 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 this is what we're going to do. We were just waiting. Yeah, over- overnight. I do remember the conversation like it was yesterday. It was an 18-hour drive from Marathon back when that van. Yes, that van the van. Came. And I remember so saying exciting. that. I was like, man, what if we could do this all the time? Never even crossed my mind to start a church. and never did. I mean, I think that's the, the – for me, that's the amazing thing that God had already planned it, but we didn't plan it. God had already set forth what was going to happen, and it, it, it's such a a miracle that we're doing this. What twenty five years later? I know, yeah. You know, and 
just from a group of 25 kids that came together and and just tried to love people you know and didn't know what we were doing the sound was always fun the band was all i remember you playing electronic drums you remember that mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> nobody wants to do that anymore no they can't do it's that still yeah, fun, though. that was fun but there's so many things like that i got my memory is just like overloaded with things just just from day one we you know? day one we went nobody told us this so we got us we we're in a school middle mm-hmm. school yeah it's easter sunday we're gonna start at nine thirty. so we get there and there's another church in there okay so <laughs> we're like what is going on there's a traditional church three or three of them have come together and they wow. had like a little sunrise deal because okay. it was Easter Sunday. Because Easter Sunday, but nobody said anything to us. So they weren't meeting there every week. No, just They were that just time. there for Easter Sunday. Yeah, so we had all the tra- our trailer. We were ready to go. We got Sam. We were ready to go. About ready to That's bust insane. in the door, and there they are. And I hear the guy preaching. I went, oh, my. <laughs> so finally we got in, and we set everything up really quickly, and it was already past 930. Everybody was coming in, and we hadn't even done a sound check. So we don't even know what it's going to do in this room, and which was bad bouncing all over oh, the place. I'm sure so we did a sound check and we started doing some harmony just singing some acapella stuff and when we did they started clapping wow <laughs> <I'll> never, <laughs> wow they started clapping I'm like and then we looked around remember we said we want to reach people who've never been in church giving up on church yeah then we looked around and we're the only ones that had Bibles it had worked but we didn't know what was going to happen we had no idea from there what would happen and it just exploded but it took about a year before it actually took off yeah, we went somewhere. But yeah, 20, 25 years ago, this Easter, it all started. Yeah, right, yeah. It's it, it's an incredible story, and um, obviously, I tell people in Live Track all the time. But when I when Amy and I went to Live Track and we heard your story, and we heard you say that Marathon was about people who'd never been to church or given up on church, we were pretty much in love right there. You had. You had us at, at people far from God, and um, that that vision is still who we are today. It's an amazing thing, and I I just I just love it that that y'all listen to God. Yeah, we we are too. <laughs> you know, he has a good idea. Uh, usually, my thing is I just do what he tells us to do until he tells us something different. You know, I don't have to hear him every day. I know that sounds like not spiritual, yeah. but I, I know what he's told me to do. And then if he tells us something else, we'll do it. Like drive-in, you know. So yeah, well, we've had we've had moments in the past twenty years that we got away from that, or we got away from what we the original vision was, you know. And I think, I guess, I thank God for that that pain to bring us back and say, hey, you know, you need this. Is, you need to keep your eye on what I'm doing, and because it's real easy to get lost in that the mission or the mechanics of, of church. Yeah. That's the one big thing I've had to fight over 20 years, you know, is don't lose the passion and the vision behind reaching people. That's the whole thing. That's it. Everything we do. And it's like almost this last five years, God has just started. It feels like he's bringing that first year, two year experience back. You can feel it coming. God's moving. Not that he hasn't moved, but it's like a, I don't know, y'all know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It's like that. You can Excitement. just sense God's moving again in a way, and I can't wait to see it. You know, oh. I don't want to miss it. 
You know, no, I thought I was done. I mean, really, yeah. for a while. I thought, well, this is it. as far as we're going to go. I'm going to have to do something else. You know, that's kind of what I was thinking that was going to happen. And then all of a sudden, then God, things started happening. Start, things started moving. I've got better. If you're a pastor and you haven't been beat up, you're in the wrong church. You yeah. Because you you have to you have to go through pain to get to where you need to go. But then all of a sudden, I got all this this great staff. You know, I have to give Brian credit for, you know, including you, Craig, and no Reggie's back over here. Little Reggie. Oh, yeah. Little Reggie. <laughs> we, I want to say something about you guys. The thing that, I, that Ginger and I loved, my wife, we weren't even married, and we were in the singles. And I remember when Eddie taught, it was what you could understand. Everybody had all these fancy words, and everybody would, other people would do all this stuff. But when Eddie talked, it was real. It was practical. It was how can we apply it to our life, how, and it, and how how's it going to help me? As a what twenty three year old then I think it's when I first met you guys I was twenty three so how's that how's it gonna help and then you got Brian over here playing and you guys were real it's like it's real we we really want to reach people it's not just we're gonna show up to church and we're gonna put on some kind of facade and mm-hmm. and be somebody we're not it's like we really want to change the world with the gospel we really want people to know about who Jesus is that that was life changing for me and Ginger and then when you guys started God was telling us we needed to hold back and I didn't understand all that but we needed to finish up some things we were doing at the other church and they were great to us and there were some great things that happened there but then God was telling me to go to Texas and I didn't understand all that because now I got to leave family I got to leave you guys I remember y'all circling up with us and and us crying and trying to figure out we got to go to Texas and leave everybody and how are we going to make it we have no money and God we don't know anybody there we don't have jobs there's so many things it was like oh it's a nightmare <laughs> but, but, but we knew God had told us to do that and so then we got out there and stayed for a while, and then I'm already thinking, what's the next step? And I'd call Eddie and say, what classes am I going to take? And what call Brian and talk to him a little bit. What's the next? Yeah, you call next me step? every week, I think. Yeah, and then it was mm-hmm. like, and then Eddie Eddie calls or one of you calls and said, it's time for you to come back. And I'm like, I got to finish this semester. So finished the semester, and then I came back um, to when you guys were in the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Now here's a cool story about that. I mean, Eddie's talked about this a little bit. I used to work at that warehouse that was on 123 when it was Cross Creek Distribution. Wow. And when I was there, I remember I would, it was bolts of cloth. We'd have to load and unload trucks and all that. And I remember sweeping up, and there's something crazy. It's a detail. I just remember that there was that green dust that you put on the floor so, so that dust will, you know, yeah. you can get it off the floor. Yeah. And I remember praying, God, can you do something great here? I know it's crazy, but can you do something just absolutely great here to just blow our minds? Can you just do something? <laughs> and then... Next thing I know, they're calling me, and next thing I know, they're going into that warehouse that I'd been working at that was Cross Creek Distribution in 123. That's crazy. <laughs> so you're talking great. about awesome. That and is they're so paint, good. They're painting stuff, and they're putting up <laughs> walls, and they're they're designing the stage, and like you're talking about mind blowing. And then I come, and I think I th- think I told, I think I told them, I think we were running like 185 people back then, and then the people just started coming, and like you couldn't find parking places enough because everybody was coming, and then. And then it just started doubling. And then there's just more people and people getting saved. And it's just like you didn't have room. Like, what are we going to do? Guys, it, it was the most exciting thing ever. It was. And here we are 25 years later, and we're still getting to do that same thing yeah. to reach people for Jesus. Eddie, you talk about people running to get a seat. I love that story. <laughs> that is cool. You know, the way, the, they didn't have much parking. No. So if you wanted to get in and get a seat, you had to park and run. A lot. That's what happened. And we had golf carts. And we had everything we could do. But they would actually run to get in. It was an amazing thing. 
how long were you at one service in the warehouse before you had to go to multiple services? Probably six months. Yeah. I think we tried to make it six months. Yeah, yeah, we'd always do something on Easter, like a Easter we would go to the next service. Mm-hmm. And then we did three services the next Easter. Yeah, yeah. then we did then we did Saturday night. Which yeah. we didn't think at the time really worked, but it did. It did work. When you look back yeah. on it now, yeah, that, it was working. We're talking about that at lunch. We had Otis yeah. Bunkmeyer cookies. That's what's really brought people in. Was yeah. The, it was the yeah. Co- they gave for the cookies. It, it, it was so good. I mean, you talk nobody was doing that. I mean, we were, we were just so willing to we Multiple do Multiple services, you mean? Yeah, like, well, a mm-hmm. Saturday night service. We'll do a yeah. Saturday, three really. on Sunday, and one on Saturday, because, you know, by that time, you're, everybody's exhausted. Oh, yeah. It was, but it's I just, don't know how Eddie's preached four times. I can't imagine. I was younger. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were leading worship four times, yeah. right? Yeah, I was. I mean, it's... You had to be younger to do <laughs> you it. Had to. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but I think the energy was so overwhelming in what God was doing. You never really thought about it. You just kept doing it. You just, if we could find an option, we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I don't think, I don't think we, we wasn't afraid. Yeah, we did, well, if we had an idea, we ran with it. Mm-hmm. And then what our thought was, if it didn't work, we just won't do it anymore. I think we were more we risk takers in those days because mm-hmm. we didn't have as um, big a mortgage bill. <laughs> I tell you, so, the big, you want me to tell you a risk? A big yeah. risk? Bright Peace Center in Greenville. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Google oh, that one. That's amazing. Okay. We went to the Peace Center in Greenville. We did it twice, didn't we? Yeah, we did it two years in a row. It's Christmas. We did Christmas at the Peace Center Mm -hmm. two years in a row, and we packed it out. Was it two services or three? We did two. Um, I remember the first year, this is funny, we sold $3 tickets, $3 and $5 tickets, sold them all out, and only like, I think, 2500 came. Can you believe I'm saying that? (laughs) Only 2500 came. And then we're like, well, we need to raise the price. And so the next year we raised it to $10, and then we uh, sold the booth. The yes. booth at a at a premium price. Mm-hmm. We sold both shows out completely, and all, all almost four thousand people came for that next year. And I still hear it from my Brenda's uncle. Uh, he never he doesn't go to church. The only time he would ever go, and he'll still tell me when you're going back to the peace center. Wow. Just this past year, he asked me because he would buy a booth and bring his family. He did. Every year. Right. That was his that was his church experience. But that was pretty amazing. Uh, Remember us doing the Sunday morning service there? That's right. I remember that. Because we didn't want to move equipment, so we just did a Peace Center Sunday 9.30 morning. Sunday morning service. Man, I'm telling we were we That's were just incredible. either we were crazy or we wouldn't really. We didn't know. what. I don't know if we. <laughs> I don't know. You only got, we had the Peace Center for three days. So yeah. you better know what you're doing when you show up. And we had to we had to practice in the warehouse. We moved all the chairs. Yeah. And we marked out the Peace Center stage. Where everything, where wow. all the dancers and all the, yeah. the everything was going to happen, and we practiced and practiced, and when we got to the peace center, it was one that you just go. And you set everything up just like you had it lined. I mean, you had to get it done. I mean, I don't think we could ever get back in there now because there's never never an opening. But in those days, it was it was pretty amazing experience. We had like almost two hundred people, volunteers and crew, and actors and everything in that show. Incredible. Yeah. What, were you, what were you doing, man? That's, that I, I do crazy. remember the stress of it, though. I remember losing my voice pretty much every year. That one year, I could not speak probably for a week. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Brendan was happy about it. Everybody was pretty <laughs> I noticed yeah. everybody was pretty good spirits. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I think that uh, you alluded to this, Brian. Like when you're 
when there's no mortgage and you're younger, there's kind of this no fear. Like you just, yeah. There, there's something to that in ministry, right? That where you we're at that place where, and may, maybe you're just dumb, innocent, whatever. But you're just like there's no boundaries. We can do whatever. Yeah, and I think that's something I've learned. Where we are now, we're in that place where we're taking risk again. And I'm not that's saying right. be stupid. I'm not saying we're trying yeah. to just waste what we're not. But we're we're willing to say, God, Greenville campus, let's go do this. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's another miracle in itself. You know, to be doing that again. Reggie has a whole yeah. two-hour podcast on what God yeah. done in his life. I yeah, mean, for really sure. Could, could we tell some of the? Um, we do hits and misses now. Yeah, we didn't do that back then. We just hoped things stayed on. But I remember <laughs> poor Reggie talked a couple of things that happened to me that I think I still remember. Um, I remember uh, I had a big old keyboard. Yeah, remember this? I mean, it weighed like fifty pounds. And I'm playing, and and all of a sudden the stand just gave way. <laughs> You'd and, be on worship fails now. Oh yeah, and I reached on, I grabbed that keyboard. I'm standing there holding the keyboard. I mean, on stage, <laughs> both my arms under the keyboard, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, I, this thing's heavy. And we had a choir then. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And the guys come out of the choir, and one guy was on one end, one was on the other. And that's the way we finished the worship. Those those things like that, I remember. And God just kept on working. It's like everybody's cheering, you know. Chandeliers are falling. Yeah, Eddie's throwing footballs, I hit hitting a, people in the uh, head. And, I thought it was funny to put chandeliers in a warehouse. I thought it was yeah. funny, and then I threw a football out and busted it right over my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Ray, do you want to tell the candy story? He threw candy out. Listen to this: Hershey's Kisses busted people in the in the top of the head. Yeah, they weren't they weren't just normal people. <laughs> and Ginger. I'm not. I'm not saying okay. that. All so right. Ginger, she grabs my leg like he just hit people and like he's smacking people upside the forehead with the candy. I'm telling them to look at me. Then I got a baby too, and it's like that. Should have been in the nursery. That's right. <laughs> not my fault. But everybody loved it. They laughed. They had, they had fun. Like you, yeah. you go and have fun. You learn about God. I mean, I think sometimes we think God. He doesn't laugh. He doesn't. No, He wants us to have joy. He wants us to enjoy life. And people would come and know they're going to be loved. They know that that this is something different, and the presence of God is always here. Hey, Reggie, you remember when you um, fell fell that day? Yeah, I always like to tell. That I do story. love that. This is this is a uh, church start fails or something. I don't know what we're doing here. But yeah, you need to share that. And I come up and I'm doing a welcome, and Eddie would always make fun <laughs> of me because I couldn't breathe, and I, I'd be like. Oh, <laughs> Welcome to Marathon. I mean, I'm serious. It, it was pretty bad. And then Eddie would come up and make fun of me. And he's like, you need some oxygen, whatever. Well, this particular time, I was trying to get the welcome out, and I was not sure exactly where I was on stage. And I backed up, and I fell over a huge monitor. It was a black monitor uh, for the for the sound. And I fell backwards into the choir risers. <laughs> and I remember everybody just, like, lost it. Like hundreds of people just laughing at me, and I just looked over and just remember waving at them, saying, "Okay, it's just awesome." <laughs> yeah, they never forgot that. It was an awesome thing. Oh, awesome my. day. So back in the warehouse days, people were driving over an hour one way. Yeah, they were to, coming. Uh, well, some of them were coming to Columbia. Yeah, so, which two, is hour, two, two hours, two hours, two hours, and then we had mostly from Georgia, which is Tacoa. Tacoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hour and a half, an Seneca. hour. Yeah. So you had a remedy for that. Yeah, we did. We just started another church. That's yeah. we just that. Well, I don't know. See, we don't know how we knew this. So if you're coming from Georgia, meet me after church. Yeah, 
So we're going to start a church in Georgia like we knew how to do that. Mm-hmm. And then we had a guy there from Florida that he said God called him to be pastor. He's still pastor there, Greg or him. Yeah, yeah. And they're still in Foothills Community Church. It's still going. Yeah, they're I doing mean. great. So it was really – I don't know how we thought of it. You know, I just know that we couldn't do any more services. We just couldn't keep doing this. Maxed out. Yeah. Then bought the property where we're sitting? Yes. And 2004, is that right? Moved in 2004. Was yeah. the was the first Sunday in here in Easter as well? Well, I was going to tell you, though, here's something I don't know if anybody knows. Go ahead, tell it, Ryan. That we owned, was it four or five acres? I don't know how many, in front of Wren High School. It was a big really? high school. That's what we owned. That's where we were going to build. Okay. I remember going over there praying. Yeah. Yeah, we went, this is going to be our new location. Circled up. And something, Ed, you might know more of the details, what happened, how we got this property. Well, I, we were going to sign on that property okay. that day. And I got a phone call. I said, before you sign on that property, I got a thought, you need to look at this. And there were 74 acres or 80, whatever it is here now. 80-something. Yeah, that came open. For, wow. I mean, and the price was incredible. And I said, hold on a minute. You know, and then I can't remember... Exactly. Somebody ended up buying that from us. The school did. The school okay. wanted it back. They bought it from us. We bought this, and this is how we got here. It all happened in one day or less. I mean, it's, it's crazy know. how God was working because because of what God was doing. You guys would have outgrown that four or five acres like yeah. in six been, months. Yeah, yeah and yeah. it was um, – here's what here, – you know, that day we were saying, okay, God, unless you do something or change our mind, we're going. Because that's how we did things. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we, we you you put it before us. Here it is. It's available. Mm-hmm. If this is the door, what I've learned about God's stuff, it's usually not the first the first door or second door. It's usually sometimes it's the third door. But he had it. He had our attention. Okay. Yeah. He had land yeah. on our brain and that kind of thing. Because we may not have listened and paid attention to get here, but that's kind of that's kind of how it went down. Within a day, all this everything changed in one day. And and then so you built this building here, and what ha- what happened that first Sunday? Lord have mercy, Ooh, that was a day. <laughs> Red, you were you were out. You want to you say what you want to say about it because I was on the stage mostly, but you were out in the middle. of I that. just remember seeing that, that we didn't have enough room for parking. I've never seen so many people show up ever at one time, and then coming into the atrium and the atrium full, and then they just kept coming and they kept coming and they kept coming and and we had. I remember the things you remember the things that are bad sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah, the restrooms had some problems. Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah, they and were everybody overflowing. Was like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? This many people, five thousand people coming, and and we don't have restrooms. But anyhow, yeah, just the excitement and the and the wow, wow, look what God is doing. Yeah, for, were, yeah. for our listeners that haven't been to our Powdersville campus, we do have eighty something acres. We we have tons of parking. And the very first day, we ran out of parking. Yeah, they were parking on the on the curbs. They were walking from the streets. They were. There were, it was over 5,000. We had three services that day, I think. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't anticipate. There was no way in anybody's mind that you would think that would have happened. There was no way to know that. And that we was were, just a God thing. And we were no way ready for that. <laughs> we ran out of everything. I mean, really. I mean, I, the sound, I don't even know what it sounded like. <laughs> Did we, were we day. giving out donuts, too? We still getting out donuts at that time? Right. Yeah, we, had, we ran out of everything. No I'm donuts. sure, yeah. Donuts was a big thing. Yeah. Donuts and coffee. Donuts grew the church. Yeah. <laughs> Chocolates, 10% more attendance. I'm serious. If you let them know, <laughs> it's amazing. So, open a brand new facility. You're packed out again already. So, start another church, right? 
Start another church. Uh, was it? Uh, say which one did we do next? Was it Reggie and Greenville? Greenville North. Greenville North. Yeah, yeah Marathon, Reggie and Greenville. Marathon North. That was 2006. We opened in Easter. Yeah, that's right. You were the next one. Yeah, down there. And oh my gosh! And then I mean, there's been so many lives, so many stories that has happened from the Greenville where he was and where he is now, mm-hmm. and all the things that took place. And it's just been fun uh, watching <laughs> all the stuff happen. And now again, we're over three thousand uh, salvations in all this. And I don't even—that's not counting Reggie, you know, where he is and what happened over there. And then we did uh, we did Brian Holder. Uh, which is another church we decided to do. Everybody's coming from Pickens, which is another, what, 45 minutes from here? Yeah, probably yeah. about yeah. 35, 40. 45, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. So we had to start that one because there were still too many people. I know this is strange to speak it, but there were too many people to handle. There's yeah. not, you couldn't get them in, I mean, there's no, no way to get them in groups. There's no way to do anything with them kind of thing. So that kind of happened. And then, we, of course, we had helped Perry Noble with New Spring. That was the next thing on the Anderson campus, Anderson mm-hmm. College, and we did a midnight service there, and we did a pajama service. So everybody came back from home, and we had pajama, they did pajamas every, every Sunday night until the day we said, let's go. He wanted to know, what do you think about Sunday morning? I said, we'll help you, and he started it. And now y'all, I'm mm-hmm. sure everybody's heard New Spring. It's incredible. I and think was, you guys need to write a book. And you know what's crazy about all that? I was talking about the Brushy Creek uh, time. All of us were there. Perry, yeah. Yeah. Reggie, me, Eddie. I mean, I look back at that, and Danny Gray had a big part. Absolutely. In taking young pastors or guys that want to go in ministry. I didn't even know I wanted to do that. <laughs> you know, I had no idea. Yeah. And, and it's just amazing look where God had, had started there. Mm-hmm. And that's why, I, for me, I'm I'm such a believer in – us teaching young and raising leaders up because that's what they're, God's doing with our leaders now. Mm-hmm. They're getting to see something that's you – know, we, we can't really – we can always tell them what we've done. We can talk about the Peace Center. Yes. and But you have to – when you experience that and you see God working, working in spite of you, working in spite of the fact the sound's not ready or the building's yeah. not ready – or we don't have enough of anything, but God is still drawing people. See, to me, I don't ever want to forget the fact that God draws the people. I can do all I can to be ready, and I need to be prepared. I think we've learned that lesson. But it's always His, His moving that I don't want to miss. You know, I don't know what you were about to say, but well, I was just, I was just going to say I think that we, we fall into this, you know, striving for for perfection kind of mindset. I know I could fall into it really easy. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be perfect, but it should be excellent. And we try to be prepared and be excellent. But it's really about God moving. That's what it's really about. So I relate to the disciples. What they call them? They were like idiots. Yeah. They did call them. I had a whole shirt. Remember his t-shirt? Yeah, yeah I Greek relate to that. ignorant, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I don't know why, but I, I think that's what I'm, I'm baffled by the fact that God used me to be in this. Absolutely for me. You know, and mm-hmm. – that's I don't ever want to forget that. I've, yeah. I've never arrived. We've never arrived when it comes to church. It never yeah. feels over. No. Like, okay, we did it. It never has felt like we just, we did it. We're still doing it. It's yeah. really amazing. There's right. moments you want to give up. I mean, we've all been there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then God always reminds you, well, this is my work. This is what you need to be doing. 
I think Brian just called us idiot idiots. Yeah, I, but it's probably why I fit in so well. I was looking right at Rage. Every, well, everybody God around us called us that when we did it. Yeah, <laughs> they, they still do. That, they still that's probably another a pot, another podcast altogether. Is yeah. the way that churches re- around you responded and all that kind of stuff. One of the things that keeps coming to the surface in this conversation is Easter. It all started on Easter. Uh, the Greenville location started on an Easter, and uh, we're we're heading into this Easter season, and we've got some incredible services experiences planned, and um, I'm I'm just excited about what God is doing at Marathon right now. Yeah, Me I can't too. wait. To, yeah, we were we saw some this weekend. I mean, how I many? It just keeps going up. The numbers mm-hmm. keep going up, both locations. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm anxious to see what Easter is going to look like. Yeah, it's really um, the relationships that are being built. Yeah, I mean, me and Reggie had. You go ahead. You and, well, in Greenville, yeah. we had we we just had, we just said just a few people said you you guys gonna want to go out eat afterwards and let's go to Compadres and in, in um, near Terrydale and so a bunch of folks showed up and they're getting to know each other people who've never met each mm-hmm. other really they're getting to know each other and people are starting to come you know because the location's near Paris Mountain and they're finding out hey Marathon Greenville is there and let's check this out let's see what it's about. And then they come in and they got amazing music. They're welcome. They're cared for. We got a we got a cafe. They can get some coffee. They can talk to people there. They can see what's happening on the screen. They come in. Sometimes it's live preaching. Sometimes it's on video. Um, and people don't care. It doesn't matter. You you see when you 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 experience what God is doing in the Taylor's um, Greenville area. And man, lives are being changed and people are getting to know each other. And you can feel that excitement. You can feel the excitement in the huddle for people that are serving. And people who are saying, we're going to make a difference in this community, whether it's Pebble Creek or or Greenville or Traveler's Rest or Greer or any of those folks who want to come. We're right there in the middle of all that. And we're making a difference because we want to reach those people that feel like, hey, I'm just an ordinary guy that I can't. Can I do it? I think there's a lot of people out there. You guys were talking about it while I go. God uses idiots. I mean, yeah, he, he does. Uses, he uses us and he uses the ordinary. And if you're if you're out there feeling like. I just, I just don't, I don't know. I can't believe God would have a purpose for me. You're living and breathing. God's got purpose for you. God cares about you. God loves you, and He wants to do amazing things with you. So come, come check it out. And and we we even say this: come sit with us. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah. want you. Well, I heard, I heard, I love hearing. You just never know. It's just so amazing when you when you step out like that. You know, and and Greenville has been a challenge. There's no lie. It's been, it's it's hard to do. It's got a lot of things you got to think through, and it's new people. You don't know what's going to happen. But then I go to lunch with people, and I start meeting people, and it's like I didn't know any of these people two months ago. And then you hear and, their stories. Yeah, and I'm sitting with them at lunch with 20 people, and I'm like, God's just saying, "You see what I'm doing? Do you not see what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. I know something didn't work right. Don't worry about that. Look at talk to Dave today." Dave tells me his story, mm-hmm. how he was done with church and out of church, and God brought him back. I mean, it just when you hear that stuff, you're like, I'm on fire. Let's just keep going. Let's do another one. Let's just keep because if we do that, God is God is doing the work. I just have to remember He's doing the work, and you know we're not going to be perfect. We're not a perfect church. There is no perfect no perfect That's church. Right. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you that. But you know we can love. Jesus taught us how to do that. I think one of the things, uh, Eddie and Brian, that you talked about during the pandemic is that that God was moving, God's still working, and we kind of got a reset mm-hmm. uh, when we came back inside the building 
after the pandemic. And since that time, there hasn't been a Sunday that we didn't have a first-time guest. It's been incredible. That's amazing, isn't it? It is. They, they, they just keep coming. I think, mm-hmm. You know, we got better of what we did. Mm-hmm. Better online, better. Everything got better because we were forced to be better. And yeah. I don't think we would have uh, actually done it. I think we'd have kept putting it off, but it. But our hand was forced. If we're going to reach people, we're going to have to be good at this. You know, and part of that getting better was learning to be expecting. See, if we don't play like people are going to come, if we don't act like they're actually going to show up, you know, they won't show up. It's almost like it's like this principle reap and sow kind of thing where we, we're, we're making new here bags. We're making a way for new here people. We're going to have a new here section. We're going to have a connect. We're going to we're prepared for you to show up. Mm-hmm. And when we started doing that, people started showing up. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's crazy. When we started putting that process together, we expect somebody to be here. We plan on it every week. That's the biggest thing I've, I've learned about doing this is that I'm expecting, I'm looking for this. Mm-hmm. If you know, it's like sometimes we make we have a prayer, but we never look for it for the answer. Yeah. And just you know, one thing I'll say with marathon, if you really want to see God work, here was the last thing I said. We we have to put a date on it. Yeah, because what happened with Marathon? We had all the we prepared, we had all the meetings, we did everything we were going to do. We got to school, we got everything, and then the question was, when do we do it? And then once we put a date on it, as soon as the date hit and it went out, money started coming in, things started happening, people started moving, and that is because our faith was about to happen, and God jumped in on it. It's almost as if we were praying about it, we were reading about it, but we don't put no date on it. That, yeah, that's kind of what you know. We ain't digging no hole. We've been talking about that, but yeah. when we put the date on those things, when we put a date on with Greenville, then yes. it then it happened, and it was amazing. That's where God jumps in. Well, isn't that where the faith comes in? That's it. You know, yeah. you, you can talk about it all day long, but if you don't actually do anything, you know, you gotta you gotta take that risk again. You gotta say, well, we're gonna do this. Hope they come back. How many times have we said that? And, and <laughs> yeah. God's like, well, don't worry about that. It's funny how we want to I got tr- that. I know. We want to trust with no faith. Yeah. That's really strange to me. You know, we don't, we don't want to te- – you know, yeah. God says to test me, see what I can do. Put him on the hook. Okay, yeah. we got a date. Let's do this. Yeah. Easter's coming. And watch what happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. so. Easter is coming. It's going to be an incredible experience. If you're in the upstate uh, in Powdersville – uh, Greenville, uh, come and see us in person. Uh, bring somebody with you. Um, if if not, if if you're listening to this and you're not in the Upstate, uh, join us online, uh, marathonchurch.org. Uh, you can find us on YouTube as well. And uh, we thank you for joining us today. Uh, we are so blessed, and God is moving in an incredible way. And Eddie, you say all the time, God has done something amazing here at Marathon, and He's doing something new, and they can be a part of it. That's I right. can't. It's. A- it's, the, it's our turn, their turn. We all ready again. Here we go. Come see us. Let's Can't go. Wait. Love doing ministry Let's with go. you guys. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Thank man. You. Thank you. Man. See you guys at Easter. Yeah. Hey, thanks right. for listening. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at marathonchurch.org. And uh, please follow us on social media at Marathon Church. And please uh, leave a review, rate, subscribe, uh, share this podcast with a friend. Thanks again. We'll talk to you next time.